Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Tomboy X. It's time to step your undies game up. So do it with Tomboy X. Tomboy X Neutrals is a line of nude underwear that come in a diverse spectrum of shades, so you'll be able to find the perfect nude for you, no sweat. When I tried on my shade number two bralette and boy short set for the very first time, the color matched me so well, I could have sworn I was actually nude. The line includes bralettes, bikinis, boy shorts, and boxer briefs in sizes extra small to 4X. They're made of micromodal fabric that's both eco-friendly and super comfy. I love how the waistbands never dig in and the fabric holds me tight while never riding up. We could not be more obsessed with the new Neutrals line, and now it's time for you to snag a set for yourself. Go to tomboyx.com SAF15neutral and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. She's All Fat listeners get an extra 15% off with code SAF15neutral. Again, code SAF15neutral for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Listen, all your faves are problematic. Let yeah. it go. Which, like, is true. They're, we're your problematic faves. Oh, for <laughs> we sure. Are your faves. Oh, my God. Like, it's impossible to escape. I'm Sophie. I'm April, and this is She's All Fat. The podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss shorts, performance art, and our summer-slash-problematic faves. April, Mm -hmm. what are you obsessed with this week? The first week of May. Okay, so what I'm obsessed with this week. Number one, Killing Eve. I keep begging Sophie to watch watch. this. I keep forgetting (laughs) how to watch it. Gotta get the BBC America app. You can cast it. You have a Chromecast, right? You can cast it. So Killing Eve, if y'all are not aware. So it's Sandra Oh of Princess Diaries and Grey's Anatomy fame. And it's Jodie Comer. She was the best friend Chloe on My Mad Fat Diary. In this show, she's an assassin. Her name is Villanelle. She's incredible. Um, I love this show so much. I've been a fan of Sandra Oh for so long. And this is a show where she's like super utilized in a way she never has been before. Like she's doing all this press for the show where she says like when they sent me the script, she was like, which character is it? Is it like the maid? Is it the assistant? I can't tell what they want me for. And and then they were like, we want you for Eve, Sandra. (laughs) And she keeps describing this moment where I totally relate to her, where she's just like, I literally have been so like looked down upon in this industry and so underutilized that I just didn't even assume I would ever be offered a title role. She has the title role. She's incredible as Eve. Like every episode we're screaming. I'm like pacing during the commercial breaks. Like I'm like, Eve, 
<laughs> and like no spoilers. I would never spoil you oh on this God. show because it's so incredible. And Jody um, as Villanelle is just so like mesmerizing. Like I get mad at myself for blinking during the show. I can't. Really? I literally oh my can't God, even I'm so laugh. excited. I did I'm see so that it, it. its numbers were like way, They're going way, up. way up. They're so good. Oh my God. The oh my show God, is I'm good. so excited to watch it. I'm so into it. So if you are looking for a thriller that's like also really funny at times, really intriguing and like a mystery that you're just like sinking Sounds your so teeth into. Oh my God. Like cannot get enough killing you. Of course, these friggin' British shows, it's only eight episodes long. I'm like, give me more episodes. <laughs> so we're on five currently, and I'm just like on bated breath until Sunday when it comes out. So please check out Killing Eve. Finally, my final song obsession for season two, there's an artist named Her, and she's called Her because she doesn't want us to know what her real name is. She's very mysterious. This is for her song called Two, which is my new favorite song. I was with a better you While you were busy playing So, love that, love too Love any song that's about how Like, you should break up with your boyfriend <laughs> I know that that's a lot You're a stereotype I know that Of yourself but yeah, my, I'm like, my favorite song is like this song and like every song from Anti that's about how Rihanna doesn't need you. Like those are my favorite oh my songs. God. No reason. Um, so that is my favorite song right now. Link in the show notes. Check out her. Um, that is what I'm obsessed with this week of the many things. You tell me, what are you obsessed with? Okay, so Hunter Boots are like very LLB and iconic prep. Okay. And they did a collab with Target. I, I knew I wouldn't be able to get them because the wide, like they're not wide width enough. And I was sure that the ones at Target wouldn't be wide width enough. And I didn't even find any. But they also had athletic clothes. Okay. And I'm going to show you a picture. I'll probably put on my Instagram later. So you can go find it if you really want to. But they had like, I, I got there right at the very end of it. So probably you can go online and still order a bunch of these. But a bunch of the Hunter Target collab goes up to a 3X. Ooh. And I was like what and so i got this like athletic zip up blue oh my god <laughs> that is so cute are you kidding me? yeah and they had it in yellow as well what yeah wait so what is this made out of like what are it's you supposed cotton. to do in that it's okay. cotton it's like this is what i would wear to like a, a hot athletic dance party oh my god it is so cute it's like a zip up what's what are these called jumpsuit shorts yeah Short jumpsuit. Short, short. It's like it's like romper. athletic romper. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I um, love it. And I also got like striped uh, shorts in that like plasticky fabric that you wear for like runs or whatever. But I'm gonna wear it to like over a bathing suit to the beach. Cute. Um, and then I also got like some tennis whites. So yeah, if you are up to a three X, go look online. I hope they have some stuff left. The yellow would look so good on you. I'm like on my way. Literally. <laughs> go pick it up. <laughs> I'll show you after this. As soon as I saw that photo, I'm like, um, oh, I'm going to Target. Number two is this Instagram account that I found. Okay. No one else likes this but me <laughs> that I've showed it to so far. I'm hoping you'll appreciate this. Okay, can't have wait. I showed you any of this yet? Mm-mm, let's see. Okay, it's this artist question mark. <laughs> Her name is Amelia Farts. I think I sent you one and you like didn't respond. She has 63,000 followers. She is fat. I'm pretty sure uh, she identifies as as a woman. So I'm saying she, but I could be totally wrong. It's like really hard now unless people have their um, pronouns in their bio. Yeah, I feel you like, don't want to guess. But I got to yeah. add mine. Okay. 
but she just does like weird ass performance art and she's fat so it's like a cucumber delicious made from soil itself somehow i don't understand chlorophyll sun energy what does it mean how do they do it i don't know i'm not a farmer never played farmville what's farmville fuck you farmville cucumber though it does remind me of something that like on the show i carly they would be like check this out yeah <laughs> like it's so weird but i am very what? into her i love that she's fat and she's just like doing weird ass shit it's she goofy. commits to it entirely absolutely to me she's exactly millennial humor just fat like yeah <laughs> it's just, like really weird funny. ass shit so weird okay what's wrong with us as a generation I love her i don't know what she's doing and i support her so weird all right Please don't let her be, like, a monster person. Please don't let someone tweet at me and be like, actually. Oh, God. I'd be so sad. (laughs) Okay. And then finally, somebody tweeted about this uh, this week. So there's, you know, Eurovision? Oh, absolutely. Israel's submission to Eurovision this year is, like, a plus-size woman doing a song called Toy. Look at me, I'm a beautiful creature. I don't care about your modern time preacher. Welcome boys, too much noise I will teach you. Great. Isn't that awesome? Wow, I really like that. Like, I love it. I think the visuals are a little bit like a Target extended ad. Totally. It reminds me of, okay, remember the Christina Aguilera music video? Come on, home. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I love yeah, that vibe. Yeah, it's very that vibe for sure. That's incredible. Um, but I really like that. But yeah, that's like another of your fave breakup songs. Please break up with your boyfriend. Of course, this summer. like I'm not your toy. <laughs> I love that. She's yeah. too cute. I'm obsessed with that. I'm so into that. Right, and that she's just incredible. like dancing, and she's plus size. I don't. She's not super fat or anything. No, but she's yeah. definitely plus size. And there's like people of color who are dancers. Yeah. that's cool. It was cool. That's amazing. Oh my god, Eurovision. Cannot wait. Right? Favorite event of the year. All right. Okay. All right. Let's move on to some shout outs. <laughs> okay. First, we want to give a, re- a shout out to all the people who wrote us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you all so much. And by the way, don't worry if we're getting to the end of the season. We haven't said your name. Your name will be said at some point. We would never not shout you out. We, we have, love you too much for that. We have spreadsheets. Okay. Oh, there's a spreadsheet. If you think there's not a spreadsheet, you better think again. So if you DM'd <laughs> us and you were like, I think you forgot me. We didn't forget I you. I would never forget you. We didn't forget you. No. Okay. So review shout outs. Thank you so much to the following people for writing us a review. One day we'll crack the algorithm. We'll be on new and noteworthy. I don't want to talk one day we'll be there. I don't know what else we need to do because we have a lot of very generous reviews Absolutely. from all of our listeners and some people only have like five reviews. So some I'm people, just saying. But, but I'm not naming Interesting. Names. Interesting. Um, but thank you so much to the following people who are helping us live the dream. Jess Kersman, Black Fangirl, Danielle Kathleen, CJ Froelich, Froelich JS, Froelich, <laughs> I don't know, Paula Mendoza Vara, Dr. Drea, PhD, hell yeah, and Lee Torrell. Thank you incredible so much, all of you wonderfully diverse names. <laughs> Love y'all. Thank you I so much. I seriously do read iTunes reviews on the toilet because I feel sad. And it me really too. does make me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> y'all are amazing. Next um, are our Patreon shoutouts. These are the people chilling with us at patreon.com slash she's all fat pot. pot. <laughs> we got Megan O'Reardon, Christina Garza, Maggie Manis, Kelly Osborne. Emily Tebbets, Ashley Rose Hogerby, 
Sarah Gentry and Ellen Nicholas. Thank y'all so, so much. Thank you. You're keeping the lights on over at She's All Fat HQ. So a couple episodes back and in our She's All Oops episode for when we accidentally um, deleted an episode once again, we talked about Beyonce's Coachella performance that ripped me limb from limb. Sophie did refer to it as Beychella and I just want you to apologize to me. (laughs) Okay, I'll apologize when SNL takes back the Bajancy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's what tricked me. That's what tricked you? Yeah, for sure. I was thinking it through because I was like, I do say B otherwise, mm-hmm. but I was like, what made me think that? Definitely the Bajancy. But I mean, people have noted on Twitter that it seems to be a serious like racial divide. Like all the people who, who DM'd me like, you need to tell Sophie to correct this. Oh my God. We're all women of color. <laughs> well, that's why I thought it. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I just want to be clear because Beyonce is a queen and I don't want her thinking that we don't know how to pronounce her name. Well, that's I'm just I'm thinking it through because it's like her, it's the same as the way her name is spelled. B-E-Y, Beyonce. And there's the B. Yeah. So, like, I think that's what tricked me. Because otherwise, why would I make that mistake? I mean, it's not just you. It's a whole group of people. Well, I just like knowing why I tripped up. Yeah. Fine. (laughs) We already talked about this in real life. It's Beachella. I just want to bring it to the pod because we've had our listeners be very concerned that I didn't talk to you about this. And so, for y'all listening at home, listen, Ebony. (laughs) Wow. I did, in fact, call her out on it. I also got several messages about it. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay, good. You know, Beyonce is so important to me. I wouldn't do this to you unless it was so important. Oh, my God. All right. Let's move along. Tip jar. Tip jar. Um, We want to holler at our Facebook group, which we have mentioned before, is for Team Paisley, Moo Moo, and above on our Patreon. Um, So this week, people are talking about shopping for plus-size business suits, trying to figure out if they're a small fat, mid fat, or super fat, and tips on how to feel sexy. So um, on the shopping for plus size workwear thread, uh, one of our patrons shared this little tidbit. Ann Taylor Loft expanded their plus line. I think most industries don't do a full suit anymore, but a bit more business casual. I also think there's fat phobia and bias everywhere where people designing these lines just don't think about it or some actively refuse to expand their range because they're assholes. Cough Lululemon. (laughs) And cough Abercrombie. Yeah, for sure. Which I agree. So I think this is super helpful if people are looking for a place to kind of like share these day-to-day issues that you're trying to figure out on your own. Come on over to our Facebook group once you become a patron and share. Now we have some little tip jar updates. So one of them is just from a listener who wrote, "Um, you introduced me to the use of straight size and plus size. I'm somewhere on the line between the two. Sometimes in some stores, some straight size clothes from the brands, from some brands (laughs) fit me. I buy them. I wear them at the same time. In a lot of straight size stores, nothing or none of the pants or none of the blouses, etc., fits. What's your opinion on people with bodies like mine using the word fat to describe themselves? Okay. So this group of people does have a name. You're called in betweeners. So or there's, chubbies. Or chubbies, yeah. <laughs> so there's like a bunch of Facebook groups that are specifically for in-betweeners because you all face like specific challenges that are a little different from people who don't fit into any straight size clothes and also from people who don't even fit into plus size clothes who have to only shop online. So it's just kind of like all a spectrum. And also like, you know, I don't know, I, I'm using the word fat to describe yourself. I'm not really like a, I'm not a strict, I'm not going to slap anyone on the yeah. hand for using mm-hmm. the word fat. I feel like if you question it, that's maybe telling you something. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to just make sure that you're using words to describe your physical appearance and not words to describe the way you're feeling about fitting into some things and not fitting into other things. But also like sizes don't really determine like 
uh, if you're fat or not. Like everyone, you know, sizes fit differently and look differently on different people. So I would say like, yeah, if you feel like you're in between or you could definitely say plus size if that feels like it fits or just like whatever. I think mostly I just chafe against people saying I feel fat. Yeah. Cause fat is not a feeling, which That's once again, thing. I learned in therapy. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think it's super important for people who are in between to find a space where they can figure out like the hardships of finding pants, yeah. but also not get in the way of like super fats and mid fats. Okay. An update from runner Hannah. So if you all remember this Hannah sent in a voice memo because she was going on a marathon yes. and was like feeling nervous about it. So this is Hannah's update. It's runner Hannah again, this time with allergies. So no voice to record. I finished my race exactly the way I'd trained to a 13 minute and 30 second mile pace. And your advice helped a lot. And much to my excitement, I was not the only fat runner there. I shared a couple of miles with another woman, a thick thigh anti-chafe superhero who ran the race in short shorts, and TBH deserves some kind of genius grant for that alone. <laughs> Iconic. Amazing. I only had a few comments shouted at me on the road section, but I got through it using my mantras and focusing on my rhythm. Good job, Hannah. I left the second I finished to avoid any patronizing BS, so don't re- know that I really claimed my space, but I ran the thing even though I was having anxiety attacks the morning of, and I almost turned around and drove home before even starting. Oh, and my accent? I don't have an accent. You have the accents to me. That was my favorite part. <laughs> we deserve that. A roast. We but I do that. suspect that you're Canadian. I wish you would own up to it. <laughs> Are you sure that's it? I suspect. I don't think so. It doesn't matter, but like, we deserve that. All right. <laughs> I own having an accent. It's fine. I have several weird accents. You but don't, really? I, I think I do. I hear it. <laughs> But one is, like, think about how much of a privilege, like, what is the absence of an accent? Who is the neutral, you know? Um, Hannah, we're really, really, really proud of you for doing the race. That's amazing. I think you did claim your space. You took up space every single step of the way. And you did amazing. And, and you killed it. You killed My it. Goodness. We're very proud of you. And also this Hannah sent us a picture of her running and she looks badass, but like you don't get to see it. Sorry, Hell everyone yeah. else. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, Hannah, for sharing with us. We're so glad to hear how it went. Okay, next. I'm really excited about this letter, y'all. Hi, April and Sophie. It's teen soccer Hannah back. First of all, thank you so much for answering my questions. I listen to the pod on my 45-minute bus ride to school every morning, and it always makes me smiley, and it made me extra smiley when you answered my question. I gotta say, since taking on some of your advice, everything has started to improve. I'm just focusing on on my own personal best, and my team has had our first two games of the season, and my coach is super proud of how I'm going so far. I'm in the thick of exam study, trying to maintain good mental health and exercise, getting used to having a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. My crush asked me out on New Year's, and we've been together for almost five months. Oh, my Can't gosh. Take it. Also, anxiety, extracurriculars, and new responsibilities. It all gets super, super overwhelming. But I just wanted to thank you guys for all you do. Sometimes I just feel so helpless, like I'm not getting anywhere at all. I could be excelling at one thing and then neglecting another thing, and it gets so messy trying to become more comfortable with change and the fact that I'm a human being with flaws. I'm going to mess up sometimes, but that's just what life does. She's a little mean. Thank you so much, you guys. I love you with all my left and heart aorta, my whole being honestly. Chubby hugs, Hannah. Hannah. Was that like the pilot episode of my new favorite show? (laughs) You're like, you have a boyfriend and you're just trying to figure it out. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It's so cute. I love soccer, Hannah, so much. We're so happy to hear from you. We're happy things are going great. Oh my God. Congrats on your crush asking you out on New Year's. That sounds so dreamy. Oh my goodness. Wow. To be young again. Really proud of you for um, being able to enact some of that advice. That's hard. And like, very proud of you. Keep killing it at soccer. Keep taking care of yourself. You're doing great. Good job, Hannah. We love you. 
Okay. All right. We should really get to the meat of it, don't you think? Let's do it. The meat of it. So this week on The Meat of It, we're talking about our faves, two types of faves, our summer faves, and our problematic faves. Yeah. So this episode is requested by our listener, which I think is really cool. Keep sending those requests in. We're here to talk about our faves. All right, now time for our list of caveats before we do this episode. <laughs> Please note that you can love something and also critique it, something we say on this podcast all the time, something I firmly believe in as a consumer of Taylor Swift's music. Yeah. <laughs> no one can stop you from liking what you like or tell you what to like. Like, you obviously get to decide what you consume, but we are trying to be mindful, and I would encourage other people to be mindful in what you're putting in that brain. Everyone is a human, and so, like, <laughs> humans mess up all the time. Like, I think most people are good at figuring out where to draw the line with things that could potentially affect them. But yeah. I'm always trying to keep an eye out, for example, on things that are like if something is racist or someone is racist, I'm always like, I need to make sure that I'm listening to people about where they're drawing the line with this, who are affected by this and not just want to like it still. Mm -hmm. But also like we, again, we live in a capitalist patriarchy and like everything's fucked up. So like everything's bad, you know, also like, you know, check out my recent article for The Verge. I talked about this quite a bit in there. It'll be on the show notes once again this week. Okay, we both really like this writer. She is one of the co-founders of The Establishment. Um, her name's Ijoma Oluo. Big, big fave for us. She's not problematic. No, she's not problematic, <laughs> but she wrote something really smart on Medium about the very topic of you know, evaluating your problematic faves. So I'm going to try my best to read the English that she has written. <laughs> read a little excerpt from her piece. Okay. Our reluctance to have an honest and open conversation about the flaws of celebrities we love stems from a simple fact. We see ourselves in them. If your favorite smart, talented, successful celebrity can be classist, sexist, or racist, then what does that say about you? Well, it says that you can be classist, sexist, racist, homophobic, or transphobic. Then later in the piece, she says, Just like our celebrities and ourselves, the movements we champion are also problematic. Our feminism is racist, classist, and transphobic. Our anti-racism is sexist. Our LGBT rights movement is racist and classist. They're all ableist. Acknowledging this isn't divisive. Ignoring it is. Yeah. I thought was awesome. It's a dope piece. It's so smart. It starts with just the concept that, like, listen, all your faves are problematic. Let yeah. it go. Which, like, is true. They're, we're your problematic faves. Oh, for <laughs> we sure. Are your faves. Oh, my God. Like, it's impossible to escape. Yeah. And getting to that realization is hard because I used to think, like, there's got to be one fave. That won't let me down. But the reality is like, dude, if you let yourself down, just being a human being, of course, Beyonce might say yeah. something, you know? Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was a great intro to get into our discussion. Um, okay, so first I wanted to shout out the original Your Fave is Problematic Tumblr that is now like long dead. Um, and that also apparently was exposed for being problematic in oh, and no. of itself, which I don't want to, like, I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but yes, there was a Tumblr back in the early days of Tumblr that would have a name like Tina Fey and then they'd have the list of all the shit they did that was problematic. I remember that. <laughs> I also remember that. All right. So I have so many because all I do is y'all know is consume media and lay on the floor. <laughs> so all I do is encounter problematic phase. Okay. So Tina Fey, who has a history of whenever being called out for having some like sort of iffy racial depictions is always very, very defensive. Yeah. And, she recently said she wouldn't do the cake thing again but she didn't apologize she did not apologize but that was the first time i've even seen her say like i shouldn't have done something same that was harmful so yeah. like all right i guess um cardi b who you know <laughs> 
there's a long list, but I will say that Cardi B is not always thoughtful in the way that she talks about race and especially her own uh, and light, trans people and trans people and her own light skin privilege. And there's so much. Um, Donald Glover, who now is in his like turbo woke era in 2008, was not there and no. was like making like YouTube videos about rape and stuff and was talking about <laughs> black women in a really weird way. Yeah. Um, there's also Beyonce. So Beyonce, when she was a part of Destiny's Child, put out the slut shaming anthem called Nasty Girl. Horrible. I mean, there's also like the cater to you, which I also. Have. Oh my god, I've <laughs> totally know? blocked out cater to you. I'm not bringing you shit. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. So, um, you know, even Beyonce has flaws. But for our purposes this week, I wanted to talk about Rihanna. So Rihanna's an interesting fave because she's one of the people who's always saying, like, I'm not a role model. I'm just doing my thing. Like, please don't hold me to any sort of standard. Which, like, I understand. But Honestly, also... the more we do the podcast, the more I understand it. Yeah. As I just, like, talk the bullshit that comes out of my mouth yes. like on Twitter or Instagram and then people are like wow you disappointed me and then I'm like, like yikes oh <laughs> alright but I mean when the reality is every time a celebrity is like I'm not a role model it just comes yeah. off as just like shut up yes <laughs> like even if you feel like you're not a role model like to the, be fair, the children are watching I don't have Rihanna money so no. You if know. I had Rihanna money, I would do whatever y'all told me yeah. to. <laughs> but the reality <laughs> is... Um, okay, no, so Rihanna is a problematic fave. Rihanna doesn't give a fuck if you think she's problematic, by the no, way. She never cares. She doesn't care. She's never posting a notes apology, so please do not hold your breath. <laughs> but this week, both Soph and I experienced the like shock, disappointment, intrigue that came with Rihanna's makeup tutorial for Vogue. And so Rihanna, using all, of course, Fenty Beauty products, did her own makeup tutorial this week. Soph had warned me that it was going to be like iffy, but I was like, it's Rihanna. I'm still going to click. <laughs> click it. First thing she says is, I look fat. We're like, great. And we have talked previously on the pod about how Rihanna is thick on it currently. She has gained weight. I love it. Yeah. I want to look at her thigh. We're just looking at her Met Gala photos. Thick thighs forever. Oh my God. <laughs> I just wish Rihanna would love Rihanna the way that I love Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. So she says, I look fat. Um, next thing she says is, She's showing us how to contour, and she says, hide that double chin. Gotta hide that double chin. Jeez. She basically says, like, I've learned these tips specifically for when I gain weight so that I look like my old thin self or whatever. I learned how to contour when I gained weight. And the comment that really took me aback, she was um, contouring. I wondered if this was weird. It was weird. She was contouring her um, nose, which is something that I, like, don't judge other people for doing, but I don't contour my nose because I think it's, like, the most like ethnic thing about me and I really like it and I I like I will emphasize it or leave it as it is. But so she's like contouring her nose and she says, gotta contour that nose because I have a quote very Our special nose. nose. And she says dot 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 <sighs> because I'm black. <laughs> like there's no other way <laughs> to interpret it. So in one 10 minute video we got self-hating fat comments. We got anti-blackness. Jeez. <laughs> we got a lot going on. Yeah. And so it's like you know, what are we going to do? We're in a conundrum. We're not going to quit Rihanna. No. But like when you saw, you saw the video before me, like how did you feel when you saw it? Um, I paused it after that first thing because I just, it literally, not to sound dramatic, but okay. it felt like a gut punch. Yeah. I was like, oh. Oh God. I just was so excited to watch it. And then I was like, cool. 
fuck. <laughs> and it was sad because I was hoping the exact opposite. Like, I was hoping she'd be like, what's up, Vogue? I gained a bunch of weight. I look hot. Like, yeah, what's good? And same. she starts, like, by apologizing for she her She goes body. like, no, I look fat. Yeah. And oh, I'm like, no. And the thing is, Brianna does look fat. And she's so hot. It's just like, this specifically, I feel like... Because I have ownership over it. I feel like I get to choose what to ignore and what to mm-hmm. <laughs> pay attention to. And so I was disappointed to have my dreams of Rihanna saying, like, I look thick and I love it mm-hmm. crashed. But I quickly moved to, like, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I did enjoy watching her do yeah, the eye Yeah, I mean, that was fun. <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay, well, whatever. For right. me, it's like, you know, I've made a rule in 2018 that I need to, like, enjoy myself when it comes to my media consumption as much as possible because, like, yeah. life is hard. Trump's the president. Yeah. Everything's bleak. So, like, am I giving up Rihanna when she just put out no. a new body glitter line? No. <laughs> I'm not. But am I allowed to be disappointed? Absolutely. And, yeah. like, is it my, you know... As a consumer, is it my responsibility to at least think about it and not be, like, totally just consuming blindly? Like, I think absolutely. But, yeah, all that to say, Rihanna right now is, like, the problematic fave that I cannot look away from. She continues to be magnetic. I mean, especially for fat stuff, there's so few people who speak up about it or who don't fuck up about it. Or who aren't huge, yeah, perpetuators of it. And, like... So I'm just like, I had to pick and choose, you know? Yeah. All right, so that's my main problematic fave right now. Please tell me about your faves. Um, okay, so mine are, like, any and all, uh, inhabitants of my favorite, like, trash TV, what's the word, series? Like, it's, it's Just, like, beyond a series, it's, like, universe. Yeah, universe, <laughs> yeah. basically. Some people love the Marvel universe. <laughs> I, I love the Bravo universe. Damn. <laughs> Exactly. Just like anyone who's ever been a part of Bachelor Nation or the Real Housewives franchise, anyone who's been a part of them is a problem. And like definitely (laughs) doing a lot of like weird stuff about perpetual, like capitalizing on drama to like make money through, you know, sponsored posts or whatever. (laughs) Drama being just like different verbal assaults at different parties. And especially Bachelor after the whole Bachelor in Paradise, like weird sexual assault mishap bullshit that happened like yeah and just all of that just like bachelor as a whole the whole idea of it is bad and yet like i enjoy watching it Mm -hmm. (laughs) i it's the same thing where it's like it's garbage tv i don't think i have to like punish myself by not watching it i don't necessarily want to like promote it Mm -hmm. but like i i get to watch my garbage tv okay (laughs) you know (laughs) Like, I don't think it's going to help the planet for me specifically not to watch it is all. I know a little bit now about how TV decisions are made, and it's going to have very little to do with, like, whether or not I'm tweeting, like, shame at Chris Harrison, (laughs) you know? And it's also just, like, is that really how you want to use your energy to tweet at the people who know that they're evil and are doing it on purpose? So those are my problematic faves. It's just, like, I follow a a lot of Bachelor in Paradise, especially alums on Instagram. And uh, same with Real Housewives, just, like... I will never not love money, can't buy you class. I also have Gordon Ramsay on here. This is similar. I'm sure there's bad shit out there about Gordon Ramsay. I've also heard a lot of sweet shit, though. Who knows? I don't He's know. a white man. I don't yeah. know what to say. And then, like, you know, my Mormon mommy bloggers, similar kind of thing of just, like, a lot of them on Instagram really perpetuate ideals of whiteness and thinness. Mm-hmm. And yet I do like watching their stories, opening their like boxes that get sent to them by makeup brands and then like their perfect 10 children (laughs) matching outfits, you know? And then the big one for me I would like to talk about is the Kardashian Jenners. Let's get into it. Listen, there's a lot of ways to go on this. We're going to leave Kanye aside for now. Oh, we don't speak of him. We're not going to do this. But like, listen, Kim is a 
like big part of pop culture really for like the last 10 years. It's been a honestly. long time, yeah. I find the whole family fascinating. I know a lot of people find that like uh, gauche. Yeah. I think a lot of people have extremely valid critiques of them. Mm-hmm. Number one, especially black women who find them like appropriative of Absolutely. black culture. Mm-hmm. I also think a lot of people talk down about Kim and they say like, oh, she's an If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Idiot. Oh, it's yeah. just a sex tape. Oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. And I, to them, I say she has made more money <laughs> in the last 10 years than like anyone that you know will know in yes. their lifetimes. And that's not because she's an idiot. She like created her own, like the whole genre of quote unquote influencers literally she made it. She pioneered she created it. By it. Kim Kardashian. Is that a good thing for the world? Don't know. Don't know, but it did happen. But like, I'm fascinated by them. Yes. And I think there's, I mean, it's like there's a long list of sins we could run down. The like, cornrows every summer, the, please. <laughs> the Pepsi commercial. Yeah, Just no like, real apology. <laughs> I'm sorry that I was told to do that commercial. Please, Candle. Everything, everything. <laughs> but also, I think I find them very interesting as like cultural, like movers, shakers, and artifacts. Absolutely. It's really interesting to watch like a huge family that's totally like, female-centric, very matriarchal, be unabashedly, like, interested in this cash, interested in, like, the future and their own legacy. Like, it's cool. And I also don't, honestly, like, I think a lot of people try to get feminism light points by being like, oh, the Kardashians, I can't stand them. I'm like, cool, good for you. Like, (laughs) nice. Yeah, And, and that, again, is always, that's like, oh, you think that Kim is, quote, low rent because of the sex tape right. thing? Like, we got to really evaluate why do you think what you think? Exactly. Because I think Kim could cut the shit with the cultural appropriation stuff. And I also think she's an interesting business person. Yeah. And I'm, like, willing to pay attention to it. Is that, like, an activist? No. No. Come on. But please. none of the things we're talking about are activism-related, really. No, yeah. These are all, like, entertainment-related things, which is again, in the end, is making money because of capitalism. Absolutely. You know? We're not here to, like, shame anyone for <laughs> enjoying even the things that we've talked about in the past as being, like, bullshit. Like, if you liked I Feel Pretty, that's fine. Yeah, some people can write in that they did like it, and you're totally like, entitled fine. to your opinion. That's fine. Yeah. We're entitled to ours as well. Yeah, so it's like, we're all we're all working on making a more just, verdant, and peaceful world. So, let's talk on standing. Yeah. So when, when do we decide? When does the line 
become too red. You're done. You're done. You're absolutely done. Um, so for me, like my rules of thumb are like the the artist that or entertainment or whatever in question does not demonstrate an interest in growth at all. So like I said, Beyonce did put that song Nasty Girl out in like 2003, which was horrific. And now she introduced the world to feminism. Yeah. <laughs> she and now, you know, she's out here doing like turbo black performances and being as intersectional and as political as humanly possible. So true. Has she apologized for Nasty Girl? No. Could she? Absolutely. Will she? Never. She's never but, made a public statement since no, then. So she like, doesn't why even would do she? interviews anymore. Yeah. But um she has changed and it's very clear that Beyonce is interested in growing with us and she's she's interested in being a role model in the way that a lot of faves aren't. And so I respect her for it. So that is my number one. My number two is their actions aren't directly harmful to marginalized groups. And again, this is hard because like we were talking about with the Rihanna video, you know, her calling herself fat in that negative tone, it does like reinforce those same stereotypes that already exist. But I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't categorize it as harmful in the way that like, if you're listening to Remix to Ignition, like, come on, <laughs> like, no. Um, and finally, it's can I live without their shit? Because <laughs> when it comes to Beyonce, can I live without her shit? I can't. <laughs> and also she does meet the other qualifications that I've laid out here yeah. when it comes to like the very violent, very many men in the media who are like so harmful and so not interested in growth. Can you live without their content? Absolutely. You can focus on other people who are not being as harmful and consume their work. So for me, that's kind of how I figure it out. And again, it's kind of like a case by case basis. Like I'm not saying there's nothing Rihanna could do. Like I will always check yeah. her because if I'm consuming her and I pay for her stuff, I'm going to always pay attention to her. But I'm saying that, you know, these are kind of my guidelines. So my guidelines are similar, but also have to do with whether things perpetuate larger cultural things I'm working against or if they have specific victims, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So for example, watching Real Housewives perpetuates a lot of like cultural things that I am not a fan of. Mm -hmm. But also, it's not the same as, like, pushing a Harvey Weinstein flick. Ooh. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think I just think it's a lot more of a, of a flashpoint when there's specific people who have done specific actions and you won't, like, speak up about it or, like, think about it, that particular thing. I'm not super interested in the conversation that's like, can I still like a Harvey Weinstein movie? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, okay. But also, when this comes out, maybe we should be looking at, like, who did this hurt? Yes. And let's like, okay, maybe I'm going to donate to Vita, which mm -hmm. like looks at the count of like women in publications. Maybe I'm going to donate to one of the groups that like tries to increase diversity in Hollywood. Maybe I'm going to try to support some of the women's projects who talk about being victimized by him. That's like much easier for me personally to figure out how to parse than like, you know, Real Housewives as a whole. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Does that make sense? And that to me, that is more direct because when yeah. it's like I'm choosing whether or not I'm going to like take in bachelor nation or whatever it's hard to figure out what the impact would be if i chose not to yeah but it's like you can clearly see what the impact of like like avoiding standing for a harvey weinstein movie yeah okay and now if we've wrapped up our problematic faves yeah let's transition to our summer faves Yay. let's get into it so i'm still very much enjoying spring 2018 i'm a spring bitch i'm an aries i love my flowers i love my rain that said, summer is a coming. Um, so I will start. My number one summer fave. <laughs> I have already forced you to watch this. We're okay. doing it again. <laughs> okay. So every summer, 
AT&T picks like 10 teens from the Santa Monica area and they basically do like a web series reality show with them like think Laguna Beach. I love Summer Break. My favorite clip from Summer Break is the last season which was season five. This has been going on for a while. So last season, these two teens were having this conversation that's completely just like incomprehensible <laughs> in this like Santa Monica, California speak. It's so fascinating to me. Bro, we're going to Vegas, bro. I'm I've so dumb. never been. Oh, really? Never. I went when I was little, but like I couldn't do anything because like I was yeah, too short to ride the roller coaster, you know? I'm like, we'll do it right. I know we will. I'm down to gird. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to like lay by the pool, you know? Dude, literally, I had like I was in fifth period today. Oh yeah, you and went to I was, school today. That's insane. And it was it was just a lit feeling because I was like, damn, in seven minutes, I'm on summer. Like, okay, my next summer fave is I've, I've shared with y'all that I'm still on the hunt for my song of the summer. Continue to send me your picks, but listen, I'll know in my heart when I have a song of the summer. But I do have one song that always gets me in the summer mood. It's just like a lifetime song of the summer. And it is Summer Boy by Lady Gaga, a slept on song yeah. from um, her first album. really sounds like a no doubt jam doesn't it it yeah. is it's lightly ska very pop um i really enjoy that one and finally there's this youtube video that i watch every summer okay. of this black woman doing her like summer skincare routine it's like 45 steps long oh my and she's god like if you really wanted to have your beach glow you would get jamaican bum cream you would exfoliate twice a day you would do this and this and i just always watch it and like wish I could be that dedicated to having that glow, wow. but never can. So basically I watch it as like inspiration and then I do a way, 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 way less Whoa. version of it. Okay, I gotta watch this it's later. Fa it's fascinating. So check that out in the show notes. Um, but those, once I'm consuming those things, I know that it's summer. That it's summer? It's summer. Tell me about yours. Okay, my summer activities are hiking and going to the beach, which I can do both of those in LA because Ooh. California is a, a state of... Yes extremes you can go to the snow you yes. can go to the surf incredible for all my pale girls out there <laughs> don't do that what to our pale selves um sunscreen 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 i love the glossier sunscreen it's really nice it soaks in i use it mostly like when i'm not doing makeup over top um or i'm doing glossier style makeup which is like a light concealer and mascara. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm going to put on makeup, I have a powder sunscreen that's like, there's two different kinds. Um, one of them from uh, Peter Thomas Roth, it's for like oily skin. It didn't work for my skin because I don't have super oily skin. So it was like a little harsh for me, but it works really well. And it's just like a clear powder. The one that I've been liking is from Super Goop and it has like several different shades and you can just use it as like a setting powder on top of makeup. So you can reapply your SPF throughout the day. If you're looking for an SPF in your moisturizer, if you want to go fancy, go for Shiseido. And if you want to go drugstore, go for Neutrogena or La Roche-Posay. Are y'all taking notes? Please <laughs> use SPF. It's so important to protect to. your skin. And like in the future, you will be so glad you did because like the number, not that like aging is bad. I like honestly feel like 
looking like an older woman is like iconic. But if you use sunscreen, then you'll get there without skin cancer <laughs> as much as you can. That's the goal. That's the goal. Please take notes, especially Pale <laughs> Hannah's, but also all of us. By the yeah. way, women of color, I've been guilty of this in the past, being like, my melanin yeah, got it. No, no. We no. need sunscreen. You need sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this. Don't it do this is, to yourself. Okay, I do have to say, though, I know for people who have melanin, it can be hard sometimes to find sunscreen that doesn't make you look ashy, ashy which yes. is another reason I like Glossier sunscreen because it's clear yes. and it just soaks in. Um, okay, another thing. Um, I really love in summer just the feeling of dusk. And in LA, it's usually like it's a little quiet. People are still heading home for traffic yeah. oh my God. <laughs> from work. And I'm sitting on like the front lawn with my dog or whatever and just being like, I had a good day. Or yeah. if I didn't have a good day, it makes me be like, I'm going to have a better day tomorrow. Dang. And then just um, outdoor movies and shorts. Oh my, wait, shorts. Can we yeah. talk about shorts? Yeah, I wrote discussion underneath shorts. Oh, wait. Oh my God, I love how we both were like, we got to talk about shorts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. When okay. I was young, I was afraid of shorts. Absolutely. I did not wear shorts till college. I was very afraid of shorts. Yes. Um, I have short legs. And so my mom was always trying to get me to wear a Bermuda short. Oh my God. Wow. You just <laughs> triggered me so hard up in the up in the sears juniors plus section with my mom being like just do it yeah just put it on <laughs> always trying to make me wear bermuda short then i figured out that i like the way proportionally shorter shorts look on me okay and then i had to figure out how to navigate with my hs my like thigh stuff because it would like hurt now that i've got mostly got my hs stuff under control through not eating bread anymore which is a whole other shitty thing yes <laughs> i love short shorts and i wear them a lot but i just wanted to say like Torrid makes a lot of variety of lengths of shorts and a lot of sizes and a lot of fabrics. And stre- I love a stretchy short, like a stretchy denim short. And yes. I have got good ones from they there They have before. stretchy denim shorts. They also have like cotton shorts. They also have um, skorts. Oh they God. have everything. Throwback. Wow. Um, and also Forever 21 sometimes has little like athletic shorts. Yeah. Sometimes that can, if you get can lucky. work. If you get lucky. <laughs> sometimes I would feel sensitive about like the way that wearing shorts clings to you a little bit and it makes it the like under part of your belly more clear. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You can just wear longer shirts if you feel sensitive about it, but I don't care. And also it's, again, it's going to be so fucking hot. It's too hot. (laughs) Global warming is real. Yeah. Jeez. Global warming on our flat earth. (laughs) (laughs) So unbelievably uncomfortable. What are your summer goals? I've seen a lot of good things on Instagram from all the body pods people I follow lately about like your summer body is your body. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of combo about that already. Yeah. Um, okay. So goals for the summer. My goal is to like get to a place where I can be a person again. <laughs> like I've just been Can you so... say more about what that means? <laughs> I've just been so busy that I want to get to a place where I can do things like grocery shop in not a panic. Like I keep doing things oh, where God. I'm like, I'm like out of food and I'm like, okay, I'm at Ralph's and I'm like, oh, what do I need? I don't know. Uh, flowers, Cheetos puffs. Is that good? Okay. <laughs> like I want to get to a place where I can like have my routines again and like be able to feel calm. And because the thing is I'm somebody who really does well with routine. So I want to have fun routines that also include like fun stuff like I go to the beach at least once a month. Yeah. I want to be able to at least do that. I want to be able to like see people that I love, like be able to go to people's shows and engage with like people's art. Cause I feel like all year long people are so supportive of the podcast and I'm like, thank you so much. Okay. See you in six months. I'm so busy. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I want to get to a place where I can like see people again. I want to spend some time outside. I want to go to yoga more. I want to drink some water. I want to not kill my plants. My plants are all alive right are they now. Doing okay? They're doing okay. Thank Good. God. Yeah. I just want to like, 
rest. Yeah. I'm going to use summer as like a period of rest. Amazing. Can't wait. Okay. What about you? Similar to my New Year's things, I'm trying not to make like huge unattainable goals about wanting to be a different person than I am, Mm -hmm. but I do want to read a lot. I just want to continue to try to keep myself from my phone. Yes. (laughs) And just read a lot. I would like to spend time outside. I've been hiking a lot recently and I want to continue doing that. I want to feel strong. I want to like keep swimming and feeling strong in my body. And I would like to go on some fun dates with Victor. Ooh. Some fun summer dates. I think summer is a very romantic time. Ooh. Um, and I also would like to just like have a couple days where it's like very hot and I just don't do anything and kind of enjoy the haze. LA has so many cool things and I feel like I go to the same, like <laughs> I go to Echo Park, mm-hmm. I go to the Grove. Yeah. And then I walk around Larchmont. That's all I do. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Gotta so like, see the world. I want to explore more of this wonderful, huge city that we live in. And I'm taking mm-hmm. a sewing class and a boxing class. Those are my two oh my actual God. goals. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. In the fall, we're going to, we're going to hear a story about you beating the shit out of somebody. <laughs> Cannot be wait. Great. I think it's gonna I'm afraid of what it'll expose in me. Oh my god, the unlock that rage, girl. Honestly. You gotta unlock that rage. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, okay. All right, I think that's it. So that's the meat of it for this week. We have solved faves. <laughs> You're welcome. Today's episode is sponsored by Home Chef, a meal kit delivery service. Do you love eating but struggle with all the steps leading up to it? Namely, finding a recipe, doing the grocery shopping, and then the actual preparation of food. If that sounds like you, then Home Chef has got you covered. There are now over 15 fresh recipes that you get to choose from each week, featuring steak, chicken, pork, fish, vegetarian, and beyond. The best part is you set your preferences to include only the things you want to eat, ensuring that you'll love everything in your box. I love how easy to follow the recipe cards are. They ship you everything you need to make a super yummy meal in no time. Don't forget to make them pretty for Instagram. My favorite Home Chef meal so far has been the pot sticker burgers with spicy Asian slaw and a side of sesame ginger salad. It was delicious and I was able to make it in 30 minutes, less time than an episode of Real Housewives of New York. Home Chef makes creating a home cooked meal the highlight of our day, which is really saying something for me, a terrible cook. Visit homechef.com slash SAF and enter SAF at checkout for $30 off your first order. Again, save $30 on your first order with promo code SAF at homechef.com slash SAF. And now it's time to ask a fatty. If you want advice, you can send a voice memo of yourself asking a question to FYI at she'sallfatpod.com. You can record it on your computer or the voice memo app on your iPhone. Just keep it short, about one minute max. Or if you're shy, you can send us a plain old email at FYI at she'sallfatpod.com and we might answer your question right here on the show. This week on Ask a Fatty, we have a very special letter from Hannah. Hey, April and Sophie. It's Hannah an old Hannah who loves your podcast. I'm wondering how you gals handle it on the days where you know you're eating how you like to, you know you're doing the things you're supposed to do to remain body positive, but it just, it isn't working. You're thinking, uh, shit, did I, am I, did I gain more weight? Ugh, do my clothes fit? How do you just handle the parts of the journey that are tough, you know, or you're just, maybe willing to go back into, geez, maybe a diet would fix it. I don't know. I'm just in that quandary right now. It could be because summer's coming and maybe more skin is showing. I don't know. I think I just need 
some advice on how to get through these times where you are thinking about making decisions you know are ridiculous. Look, we've already been burned by one Hannah <laughs> for asking about accents. We're not, we're not even going to comment. But is she from Minnesota? I think she's from, like, Michigan, but I'm not going to comment. Okay. <laughs> not going to comment. But all I'm going to say is I love this Hannah. Thank you for keeping it 100% funky. Yeah. <laughs> I real? also appreciate it. Because I think is, I mean, you know, and by the way, there is no one way that people in the body positivity community, quote unquote, like, feel about this. For me, I'm like, yeah. I think it's important to acknowledge that, like, this is a reality. Yeah. Like, do I wish, like... One day out of the week, at least, that I was Lupita Nyong'o? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. It's very hard because it's like, you know, like we always talk about the difference between self-love is you can self-love yourself all day long. But when I'm like shouted at on the street, sometimes I might be like, fuck it. Wish I was on a diet right now. I mean, it's but hard. I also think like maybe what this hand's getting at too is sometimes your self-love falters a little. Absolutely. That happens to me too. I mean, I think it happens to everyone. I think like, you know, on this podcast, in this specific space, we try to present our chill vibes only forward. Yes. And like that really helps me be that way more often, honestly, because I'm like setting an intention in this space. Um, that's not about being chill vibes only all the time. That's like absolutely untrue. I'm the opposite of chill vibes 90% of the time. 95% like, of the time. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. like creating this podcast and being like, this is the one I, the way I want to be really helps me with it. And remembering the fact that I will not always feel the way I feel in that second. Mm -hmm. That's been a strategy that I learned in therapy <laughs> that has helped with a lot of things. Like it helps with depressive moments. It helps with high anxiety moments. It's something that really helps when I'm having a panic attack and just kind of like, instead of like ignoring it or pushing it aside or being like, no bad self. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mm -hmm. feel that way. Just being like, I see myself having this feeling. I'm accepting myself having these thoughts, even if the thoughts are, I don't accept myself. Yes. You can still accept those thoughts. That you're having the thoughts. And yes. kind of just be gentle with yourself and be like, wow, I hope I wake up tomorrow and I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. And that to me is much more um, effective than just being like, no, I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> like it's much more useful to just yes. be like, all right. It's not happening today yeah. and we'll just move on. And it honestly helps it pass faster to yeah. just acknowledge like, okay, I see that I wish I was Lupita today. Carry on <laughs> instead of being like trying yeah. to compartmentalize it immediately. Because I think the reality is you will have those days. Hopefully you get to a place where you're having them less and less and less, but you will continue to have them. You've got to be able to acknowledge it, give yourself lots of grace, be really gentle with yourself and know that that it is a part of the process. Like getting, yeah. to, getting to a place where you're more comfortable with self-love includes those days where you're very much not that's how you know you're progressing totally. yeah and it's always scary when it does happen because you're like oh no am i gonna lose it all yeah you, like, you're no. like i thought i was past this and it's here i not. am no i mean it's the same with anything i still have moments when like disordered eating shit crops up mm -hmm. and then i often feel disappointed in myself and then i'll say that to victor and he'll be like what are you talking about like you just had a moment like that's what happens it comes up mm -hmm. and i'll be like oh yeah Sometimes I'll find myself in repetitive thought patterns mm -hmm. and it'll be really hard for me to break out of them. It's like the best thing is really just move my body, do something else. Yeah. Just do something else. Mm -hmm. Also, it's always interesting to me when people talk about summer being a, a time of insecurity because of more skin showing. Mm -hmm. I guess because for me, um, when I hated myself, it didn't matter how much 
clothes I had on. I think it's sort of the idea that it's like all year long people prepare so that they can unveil a version of themselves in the summer. Mm -hmm. So if you are feeling uncomfortable in your body, you feel like, oh man, I have to like, quote unquote, unveil something that I'm not proud of. And so it could be like added shame. Because I remember like, of course, all the New Year's ads where it's like, work on your summer body now. And it's like, if you don't have your summer body by summer, it's like more shame. Which I get, but Oh, I see. I guess I'm just saying my depths of self-hate were so strong. I just was like, what's the difference? (laughs) (laughs) I just like, just hated myself always. In a duvet cover. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Been there. Like, everybody has those days. Like, everybody (laughs) knows what what I'm talking about. Jeez. (laughs) But no, I so so feel you. And I so appreciate you for keeping it 100. Because it's easy to be like, I'm great at this. I feel perfect every single day. But it's not true. And it doesn't help you to pretend like it's not the case. If you're feeling low, Lindsay is my best friend. And so we have this permission with each other where if you're feeling low, you just text like, hey, can I have a Validash? And then the other person will be like, you're so smart. You're so funny. You're so beautiful. You did this thing the other day and I was like, so proud of you. Blah, blah. Like just, I think sometimes when we feel low, it can make you feel even lower to ask for positive reinforcement Mm -hmm. because it feels like pathetic a little bit. But like, you have to trust that the people around you love you. And I would encourage you to find someone to do validashes with. Dang, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's such a sweet little name. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just like, I need a validash today. <laughs> I love that. I don't know why it sounds like candy to me and I just got hungry. Um, <laughs> keep us posted, Hannah. I hope you are having less and less of these days. And I hope you enjoy your summer. Yeah. Have a Nancy Myers summer, older Hannah. Oh, stand, Honestly. Stand in the kitchen. Fall in love. Be happy you're not in your 20s anymore. It's hard. It's miserable. I can't wait for it to be over. Thank you so much. Now let's move on to It's Okay, You Can Ask, a segment where I ask April questions like, what can white women say to you without pissing you off? (laughs) We'll find the answers to our burning questions like, have white people dealt with Logan Paul yet? Or... If Thanos gets dreadlocks, is it cultural appropriation? <laughs> How dare you? Because like you sent me the Michael B. Jordan as Thanos thing, and it's amazing. Oh it's amazing. God. Okay, so I'm, it's my turn this week. <laughs> okay, so my question this week is something that I've observed about some white women. <laughs> Where, like, white girls would say stuff like, oh, my God, I can't wait to have biracial babies. Like, I love mixed babies. I want my own mixed babies. It was, like, a fetishization of, like, biracial babies, specifically white and black babies. I don't understand it, really. (laughs) And I'm wondering if there's any thoughts on where that comes from and what's going on there. Okay. That's a lot. It is a lot. I think there's, like, a general fetishization of, like, mixed race kids or people, I think. Just, like... As a like, wow, look, our problems are over kind of thing. Like the, the was it Time Magazine did the thing where it's like, it's like look at America in the, the future or whatever. The black redheaded people with green yeah. eyes. <laughs> yes. And I do remember a bunch of girls in high school talking about how they thought mixed race Asian babies were really the mm-hmm. cutest babies of all time. I've heard that too. And like, they are very cute. I mean, I think every baby is amazing. <laughs> well, that's not true. A lot of white babies are very ugly, I have to say. Okay, but, but give them to like six months. Like a six-month-old white baby, I think is pretty good. Okay. <laughs> but not a, saying, not a fresh one. No baby under three months is cute. I think a lot of white people read black culture being put in the spotlight in some cultural milieus okay. as like being black is cooler than being white, and so being white is bad, and so... I want to have a mixed race baby because I'd be cooler. Like street cred baby? Sort of. Do you know what I mean? Like I think some people confuse, like if they don't understand or see the way that whiteness 
overcomes everything culturally. Mm-hmm. And then they see like blackness being talked about in a way that whiteness isn't generally. Mm-hmm. Whiteness is talked about it in in this way, like if you're around the KKK. Yeah. But like blackness is talked about in a lot of ways now uh, in a way that like is like, I love my blackness. I love my black skin. Like I love being black. Mm-hmm. And that is not something you see about whiteness. And if you're a teenager or something, yeah. and then you see that, and then you're like, oh, being black's cool. I want a black kid. Mm. I, I also think a lot of white teens or like people who grow up around white, all white families, all white culture, and then you see other kinds of cultures out there, and you're like, that looks fun. Mm-hmm. Black potlucks seem more fun than yeah. white potlucks. <laughs> We don't even call them potlucks. Well, (laughs) barbecues, whatever. Oh, man. You know what I mean? It it totally does make sense. It's so interesting. It's obviously, like, not okay and, like, again, ignorant of, like, wider cultural forces. White families don't always get into black culture or black race, like, black and white race topics in, like, a explicit way. If you're a teen and you only had, like, a liberal family, but then you're, like, positive towards things and then you see, like, somebody rapping about, like, loving their blackness and then you see Beyonce and she's like, I love my black blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, (laughs) cool. (laughs) And, like, again, that's very ignorant. No, but I I totally understand. I totally understand. And, of course, it's so complicated because circling back to slavery, I also... (laughs) I also do remember overhearing girls being like, oh, he'll be a nice, like, caramel color, as if to say, like, my my mixed-race child will be the acceptable kind of black, like, oh. pretty black, whereas, like, um, I wouldn't want to have, like, I'm, I mean, people were super explicit about being like, wouldn't want to have a dark-skinned baby, <laughs> but, like, would love to have a caramel baby or whatever, and it was always just so interesting to me, just because, I mean, I'm a huge fan of babies, I think all babies are beautiful, but I, I, I never truly could unpack the specifics there. I wonder if it would be different in places where... Like, when you live in a place where you're more connected to the land, mm-hmm. meaning, like, your family has lived in the same place for thousands of years, and then, like, every every couple generations, someone comes out that looks exactly like their great-grandfather yes. or whatever, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, he really looks like an O'Brien mm-hmm. or something. Like the telltale signs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not an ex- a white American experience mm-hmm. because we're all mixed. mixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like everyone is British, Irish, Scottish. And or Italian Irish. Yeah. And so I think that might be part of it, just a like curiosity about that thing we talk about about having an identity and a sense of place and self connected to how you look. Mm-hmm. But also I'm sure a lot of it is just like fetishization shit. I mean, I really do think it's like an interesting combo of both. Like both aren't certain types of blacks cute and what would it be like? Mm-hmm. biologically <laughs> I, and I also do probably think there's some measure in there of like kind of wanting to be oppressed oh yeah what is the word for that it comes you know up I mean? all the freaking time yeah <laughs> yeah like that thing of like and then if my child faced things I could defend that like it's like a weird mm-hmm. weird privilege fantasy yes. mm-hmm. you know so odd. <laughs> yes. and then I'll have my the blindside monologue yeah exactly where I tell them to stay away from yeah. Tyrone exactly <laughs> And also it's like I think having a, you know, quote unquote mixed family is kind of like a liberal wet dream of like, and then I'll definitely be good. Ugh. (laughs) But I don't know, with teens, who knows? Teens say all sorts of shit. All right. This is a really interesting way to think about it. Thank you for walking me through that. And that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. 
please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. For this week's episode, we will post more information, resources, and readings about our faves just for our Patreon supporters. Our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by Maria Wortel. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your pods. Bye! The problematic faves portion of that was requested by one of our Hannahs, whose name is What are you saying? To- <laughs> Why are you saying her name? Oh, yeah, that's right. Hannahs, whose name is Beep. Hannah. <laughs> the fuck? Are you losing it? Are you losing um, it? Listen, the concept of Hannahs, it's losing me. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.